Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing today, Nick? I'm doing well, Jake. I'm doing well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know why? Why is that? We just did our first episode around the board. Yes, it was it was very fun. Uh, I was uh, not expecting to have as much fun as I did, um, especially not going into it as prepared as I thought I was. Yeah, well, hey, it was it's it's a good conversational piece, and so uh, so I was excited to finally bring that back. Finally, have the time to kind of work on that, and uh, now you know I think we're going to get into the full swing of things with that too. So that's going to put us at three whole different shows. Yep. for for Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast, which is crazy. I didn't expect us almost getting close to a year since we've been doing this now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy to think that we've gone from a podcast to a monthly show to probably another monthly show with that. Well, I, I think that Around the Board um, could be very, very popular because uh, Around the Horn was super popular. Mm-hmm. And I think this can very, uh, catch on pretty pretty quickly uh, just with all these pokemon uh talks that we, we can have with a bunch of different guests so it, yeah. it was it was fun can't wait to get other people on and kind of see how that goes yeah yeah I, i'm very excited for it too but i also think you have some really cool news to talk about real quick i, I do uh so i'm officially uh players cup three uh i'm going to the next the next round i made the cut um I didn't think I was going to, like I said many times with my every day. slow, slow start yeah, every day. Um, but I did it, and Cash Man, I am a man of my word. So as soon as I get those deck boxes in, you're going to get some uh, Players Cup three swag. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, I think I, I you know, you, again, it was awesome watching you, and I like that one day of your stream where you just went on a tear. Um, and I'm even keeping true to my word from last week too. Uh, I've already, you know, looked into a couple of tournaments to be ready for in the next couple of weeks too. So I'm looking forward to getting in more involved in, on that end. So, Very cool. And I actually played a lot more Pokemon this week than I had in a little while. And we're going to get into that later in this episode. Yes. Why? But, uh, you know, we got a special guest we got to introduce here today because it's yes. not just us this week. No. Okay, and we're joined by a very special guest today, John Lopez, um, better known as Sleepy Dreepy. Hi, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Glad to be here today, man. Very happy <laughs> to have you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining <laughs> us again today. Yeah, anytime, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for the people that don't know, um, uh, introduce yourself. Um, how long have you been playing uh, and what's your whole Pokemon career like? Uh, yeah, um, I haven't been playing long the TCG. I mainly uh, started back in 2019. Um, I, I started collecting that January. And then I went to a pre-release on Broken Bonds and got hooked with the game and been nice. playing ever since then. But, but I've always been involved in Pokemon. Like before that, um, I always played the games. I didn't play VGC, but I played a lot of uh, Pokemon Showdown, Smogan Singles and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I'm um, nice. in college. So that was my main... Um, focus i just because i didn't have an income so now when i got an income i was like i don't know i just felt like the cards just full but, but i felt like it was easier to get into a competitive scene with the cards than it was like yeah um with pokemon the games because you have to breed and it's a lot of time and it's just I, yeah. time i don't have yeah, so that's how sure. i got into it 
Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, because that's why, uh, you know, I, a lot of us, we, we all play the, the video games, but I can tell you competitive video game playing is insane and intense. Mm. And mm. the people who dedicate to the time to it, not just like the collecting, the capturing, like, you know, like Atrocious Jake does, yes. but like, you know, there's that whole competitive side. The, the amount of math is just <laughs> brutal. I, I, I just yeah. can't believe it. <laughs> And I would say I personally always believed that the VGC is harder than TCG just because there's a lot of unknowns in the TC in the VGC TCG. Mm. Yeah. You have tech cards and stuff like that, um, that you play and typically it's hidden. Like in, if you're playing in, in real life, mm-hmm. um, right now we have open decks, um, in most tournaments, but like once that card is down, you know what the card is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, in VGC, you don't know exactly what they're doing. You have an idea, but you don't know if they have that secret, attack that they're waiting and they're just holding on to the user at the right time so right right yeah, for sure mm-hmm. all right wow. so uh with you being our guest and the first time being on the show we actually do a set of standard four standard questions that we like to ask each guest so for <laughs> our first question um who is your starter who was the first starter that you picked uh my first starter was actually uh pikachu i started with yellow uh nice. but my favorite first. yeah my favorite was is squirtle Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. that, that started with yellow. Um, I don't remember why. I think it was just the game I saw. It's probably because I watched the anime. And mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I want Pikachu. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, completely understandable. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So um, past the starter, what's your favorite Pokemon in general? Um, I would have to say it's not Dreepy, believe it or not. It's actually uh, Gallade. Um, and the fact, the reason why, and I, a little story behind Sleepy Dreepy was... I couldn't come up with a fancy name for Gallade. <laughs> so then A came out and Dragon Ball was like one of my top, like top, it's probably my favorite from Gen 8. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, maybe I could do Sleepy Dreepy. And I was like, oh, that's a cool name. I was like, and then turns out a lot of people love that name. So I, I just went with it. Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good name. And, the, and your logo is awesome. It just kind of fits all, yeah. all in there. <laughs> All right, yeah. so what's your favorite card in the game? Now, this can be for any reason, whatever. So artwork, um, you know, just the way it plays. It doesn't have to mm. be just standard either. So just your favorite card in the game. I want to say my favorite card in the game would have to be uh, Lucario Metal. Uh. Lucario, uh, yeah, Lucario Metal. Uh, I played uh, Luke Metal since it came out in Sword and Shield a lot. That nice. was the main deck I played. I actually played the hybrid version, if you guys remember that, when it first no. came out, and it played um, it played ADP as a tech. Oh, I do remember um, having the days of ADP yeah. and and mm-hmm. metal. So what I did was, um, and I did very well locally with it. So like basically, ADP was there for the single prizers because at the time. Luke Metal just struggled. Luke Metal's actually just struggled with single prizers mm-hmm. because um, so you would play the ADP route instead. Go altered creation with the Aurora energies can still serve as metal when you're going the loop metal route. So, yep, that kind of helped there. Oh, that's that's a <laughs> yeah, a pretty cool deck. Uh, I don't, I wasn't very good at the time, and I didn't know what was going on. So, I do, but I, all I do remember is having both of them in there, and like, man, they're just options for whatever they want to play against. So, yeah, basically. And funny story is, was it um for our first cup, I didn't have a full playset of Zashians. So instead, oh, wow. I um, was I didn't have the right. I only had two, 
So instead, mm-hmm. I put a one-one line of Kaparaja with the muscular nose. Oh, geez. <laughs> and it actually, wow. it actually won me a game against Sea King. <laughs> Just kept attacking oh, Sea King. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because yeah. he's so slow to get up and going, and the fact that you could get Kaprija just uh belt something, yeah, it was, that's it was awesome, insane. I was just like, well, it's a running joke in my, <laughs> it it's a running joke in my in my um, in my locals because I was just all you heard was muscular nose for like a whole game. They're like, what are you playing? <laughs> And every time in our Discord, I'll just randomly say muscular, muscular nose. nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Cool. So going into our last standard question, uh, what is the worst part of the game in your opinion? Um, I think right now, I feel like, I feel like it's like everybody's saying this, but probably hammers as much as I play hammers a lot with a lot of the decks I play. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because because I play Luke metal sometimes that that's a debate whether hammers is needed in that deck or not. I also play a lot of Picarom. And I'm also testing Inteleon right now with hammers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Inteleon's really good with his uh, his first attack on, on top of hammers. So it, it's a, yeah. it is a good card for that. But the game, hammers, it just makes the game enjoyable. Where some, honestly, there's I've been in tournaments where I was just like, you you won because you got a head. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, And a lot of decks are just playing it, just slotting four random decks, which I'm like, like not every deck should be playing hammers. But like, yeah. again, like, games are so fast that like just getting that one turn where you miss an attack can make a difference yeah i I faced i faced a colossal the other day that was just like here's four hammers i'm like why are you (laughs) you don't need four hammers for colossal you already take a ton of damage and and it was it was like the lilith polka doll too so it was like mallow on a heel i'm just like sitting there i'm like what am i doing right now um yeah (laughs) yeah i'm still 50 50 of ham of colossal should play hammers or not because it is a slow deck but in my head i'm like you're already slow so you don't want to clog up your hands but i understand I Why think some you gotta go Rogue's opponent instead of those hammers, uh, just to boost that consistency. Well, yeah. it, like I think it depends on the version you do, but like if you're the healing one, your consistency is already so low that you should definitely not be running the hammers. But yeah. if it works, mm. because you know if the hammers hit, that's that's a whole game essentially where oh, that's okay. the chance you take, and so it just it drives me insane when I see that. You're talking but. about the healing one, as in like the the. The, the one inspired by Primal Groudon or something like that? Uh, no, more like the one that, like, uh, the, the, uh, the Colossal that basically runs more Malolanas and everything. And it, tries oh, to, okay. like, it tries to hide behind Lilith po- Polka Dolls because... Okay, I think we're just talking like, about the same one. Yeah. I think Luke started that when it first came out. He didn't yeah. see much success with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he said he, he got it inspired by Primal Groudon. And then Flygon came and actually was the better successor to that. Right, right, right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah all right well that's cool okay so that's actually our four questions we always love going over those with everyone so we feel like we always learn a lot doing that so thank you and uh but we before we kind of get into our little bit of a bigger topic of kind of what's happening and what to expect in the future uh we want to go over some news that came out and there's not a lot of news other than the fact that it was the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, which was a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool things that was happening. Um, I heard one comment that was kind of funny that Post Malone's graphics were better than the video game graphics, which, (laughs) (laughs) okay, you know, but hey, I think that was really cool. Um, 
in regards to that. But Jake, uh, you know, how about you start us off with that this new article that we saw in Poca uh, Poca Beach? Yeah, so it's just um, it's just two cards were were announced for the the matchless fighters. Uh, we got the Galarian Surfetch. He's a single strike. He's a stage one, uh, obviously fighting type, 130 HP with a psychic weakness and a retreat cost of two. Um, and he really only has, uh, well, he has two attacks. He has one uh, peck for 40 for one fighting. And then his second um, attack is a fighting color of supposed um, leak strike. It does 70 damage plus. If this Pokemon has a tool attached, this uh, attack does 90 more damage. Um, and, if, and this attack damage isn't affected by resistance. That so, last part, I like that last part personally. Yeah, I, did, I missed that when I first read that. I was like, oh, there's a regular resistance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, I, it's it's another fighting card uh, that that can do damage um, mm -hmm. and set up pretty easily because it does have, uh, it is that single strike, so it can get set up by the, the Hounds too. So it's yeah. just another utility attacker in these new fighting decks. Um, what, what is your guys' uh, initial uh, thoughts on him? Do you think that we'll see him in the meta? I'll let you take uh, this one. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like you could, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy. I feel like it's tough to get like single prizes working right now. Um, maybe mm -hmm. after rotation, possibly. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of ADP. <laughs> yeah. Um, and three energy seems like a lot, even though you could get it set up with Houndoom. That's two single prizes already that you just have to. Well, two a multi two yes. stage ones you have to get set up. Um, so that's, uh, but it, it does hit nice damage. So if you could get it going, it could be like a little nice rogue deck. If you think like fighting weakness is going to be big at a tournament, maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, that, but with all it. this, uh, fighting or fighting love, um, I mean, Eternatus definitely is kind of getting pushed down, especially with the, the Moltres coming or I'm sorry, the, uh, the Zapdos coming out. Yeah, and it's already with Ur it. yeah with Urshifu and and uh, some of the and even Colossal to an extent. I, I kind of see um, that that going down in play. And then plus with the the Rusted Sword, I actually don't see uh, Peak being played too much right now. So I don't right. know how much this mm -hmm. is really going to have an impact. You know, just off first glance. I mean, yeah, the again, interesting. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh my bad. <laughs> no, you're um, again, like you said, um, all the fighting that we're getting, like the single or uh, single strike, uh, the the rapid strike Urshifu's, the um, they're I think they're gonna oversee this, and I think even like Dawnfan is better, not Dawnfan, the Primeape is better than. Mm -hmm. I would play pr Primeape over, um, Galarian Surfage any day if I was to pick a single prize fighting deck. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the interesting thing about this is the fact that. <laughs> I hate the fact that it is a stage one. If this was just a basic baby prizer, I would, mm. I think we would see this probably see a little bit more play. It is that single strike. It can pump up a ton of damage uh, when you have that toll attached. So you're already hitting for 160. Like you said, if you do hound dooms and stuff with single strike energies, and for some reason mm. you get three of them on there, but realistically, you'll probably only have one or two. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it's, it's 180. That's a knockout of Eternatus. Uh, you know, possibly t you could pump it up to 200 damage, 220 if you're really lucky or really forcing it. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, there, yeah, that is tempting. But like I think you said, it's like there's a lot to go into just to set up a stage one with three energy. That's, 
definitely gonna die the next tack. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, one way you could power this up is Karate Bell and double, uh, Twin Energy. That's one way to go about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But still, again, I still think there's a lot of stuff that's going to overshadow it. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and there was one other card. Um, so we have the, the Galarian uh, Breastplate. Uh, it's an item card. Um, and basically it reads, if this Pokemon, um, or if the Pokemon this card is attached to has Galarian in its name, mm-hmm. it takes 30 less damage from its opponent's attack after applying weakness and resistance. So again, I don't know if this might see play right away at least. Um, uh, I can't think of anything right off the de- uh, off the hop. Maybe maybe some of these V Pokemon, uh, like a tanky something or other. Um, now the Copperages and stuff like that, are those, do those say Galarian or are they just straight Copperages? No, those are straight Copperages. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if I, I see a place in this in this meta or the meta coming back right. for this card. They, yeah. they had to put Galarian on this though, because if they didn't, it would fit pretty well. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're matching Rusted Sword. And the only thing I can keep mm-hmm. thinking of when I see this is in this same set coming out, I believe it's the set, or it might actually be Battle Styles, is Tolljammer. And if you're already getting Tolljammer, I'd rather run Tolljammer instead, because it does the exact same thing and fits on all Pokemon. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about Tooljammer. So, yeah, that's true. If you're picking between this and Tooljammer, just pick Tooljammer. Right. Yeah, I and again, I think the only thing is the Vs. Like, the Galarian birds are one thing that I can think of that this could go on. That's but, a good point. Um, but even then, like, do you really want to put that on them? Like, I think um, maybe Articuno, but I don't know how much... I don't know when Articuno is going to see play just because of that ability. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe you reduce damage with this, but again, it's like why do you, why are you trying to reduce damage if you're, that's not going to be active? Um, and I don't think you put this on single prizes because I feel like single prizes are such low HP that yeah. that thirty damage isn't going to do a difference. Is, is this basically just big charm, but Galarian only? I mean, it's just, it's thirty health, and you know, it's just kind of a weird thing. You know, um, this- yes and no. Um, the, the thing I'd like to think about with uh, 30 less damage redu- damage reduction or additional HP is that over time, the damage reduction actually is giving you more HP mm-hmm. yeah. because the more you get hit into it, the more, um, you know, it's basically you're getting another 30 HP. Yeah. Um, that's why Luke Metal's Ashton plays the medals over like other like big charms and stuff like that. Right, yeah. right. Um, but that's a fair point. Yeah, so. All right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, that's actually kind of it on the TCG side. And typically we only focus on TCG, at, but we kind of want to do a special shout out just again, because of the fact that um, it was the 25th anniversary and the big news from there, and we'll get to why this relates to TCG, is two new sets of VCG games. So we're getting the remakes of Diamond and Pearl, uh, Brilliant Diamond and what is it? Shiny Pearl? Uh, I think that's what it's called. But Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl, I, forgot, I think it was. It, who knows? <laughs> Whatever. Diamond is, and Pearl. It, yeah, it's Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> it's Diamond and Pearl remade for your Switch. That's awesome in that regard. Um, and and then it's a prequel one, which is kind of going crazy with the fact that it's breaking away from the mold of the typical VGC and you can be, what they showcase was you can kind of run around, throw Pokeballs and just capture Pokemon in real time, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. finally uh, in my <laughs> mind. And the only thing we want to bring this up is because of the fact that 
with these two games, that means that's what we're probably going to be seeing future-wise and future content after Sword and Shield. So yep. going back to that era, which apparently, if you talk to a lot of veteran players, is some of their favorite cards in the game. I don't know how many times we've mm-hmm. interviewed someone that are like, oh, Diamond and Pearl, that was it. Black and white. They're, they're like Those two sets were just the ones they talked about. So yeah. who knows? Like I'm, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> I, I like what are your guys' thoughts on this? Um, relating it back to TCG, I'm excited for the artwork. Um, just looking back at the style of the game, it, it seems interesting. Mm-hmm. And looking at, um, I wasn't around for Diamond and Pearl, but like looking at some of the arts from back, like Heart Gold Soul Silver, Diamond and Pearl era mm-hmm. of the uh, of the TCG, it's it the artwork looks great. It's it, it's it feels like more of a like ancient-y kind of like mm-hmm. like scrolly looking feel like like hard gold till silver and diamond pro kind of bring which is kind of interesting so yeah i'm yeah. excited for that at least <laughs> yeah and then as far as like the the arceus uh version of the of the open world um that just means that we have potentially of an arceus v so we can have some kind of great for v pokemon <laughs> that do prize trade yeah i was i was thinking about that probably not because v takes place in galarian only in the galar region so yeah, this is a different region. Maybe. So they, I, I maybe okay. So I, it's a, maybe it's maybe it's, it's the union. I don't know. No, I, I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, we we might get a new game mechanic, and that changes it up because they always try to do something yeah. different. And you know, uh, you know, we had Megas, and now the Vs mm-hmm. and Gigamaxes and stuff. So who knows? Like, we don't know how this might be. Like, maybe you have to capture your Pokemon in the middle of the game you know like in you know like throw a pokeball <laughs> find the pokeball like you like you have a, a, a an off a river of cards over there and you're like trying to capture them live who knows yeah. that could be a fun format so actually so yeah. right before the 25th anniversary announcements uh uh celios put something on twitter he's like what was it everybody's like wish or wish list of what they want to announce and i was like I was close. I was like, I want a VR open world Pokemon game. Now, now they just forgot the VR portion. But imagine how <laughs> sick this would be if this was VR, like first person. You can like see oh a Pokemon God. in your hand and throw it at the Pokemon, or even like trade. Like you, you'll like point to your Pokemon and, and they can battle do their thing. Yeah, that, that that would be insane. <laughs> Maybe one that would day. be insane. Yeah, but was it bring it back to the card? I think. You're talking about new mechanics, um, but I think, at least in the Diamond and Pro remix, I think they're going to intertwine uh, Gigantamax or Dynamax back into those games, kind of like what they did with Oros. Mm-hmm. They basically, oh, yeah. Oros, they basically just said, okay, this is a new timeline. This mm-hmm. is the Mega timeline. Um, and they introduced Megas that way. So I think they're going to do something similar where something happened and Dy- uh, Dynamax energy came to, to Sinnoh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe with Legend Arceus, we might get a new mechanic. Um, but who knows? I think. I hope we do. Yeah. What were the le- well? Uh, yeah, those mm-hmm. were the three legendaries in that one, right? So that was ADP. Um, yeah, is Arceus, right? Dialga, Palkia, and uh, Garatina. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, those were. I, I enjoyed the originals. <laughs> I did play those ones. I really liked them a lot, and uh, video game wise. So I'm excited to really dive into that world again just because i think that was like in my period of like when i was playing personally that like i just played the video games because i enjoyed playing the video games that was the most of my pokemon experience like 
I'm excited. I don't know. I'm just pumped. I'm very excited. And I'm also very excited how that impacts the game <laughs> so, itself so, uh, with the trading card. Quick question. Um, since we're kind of like talking about different mechanics and different uh, like eras with like the, the, make, uh, the, the Giga Max or whatever. And then we have right now, we got the V Max. Um, I know in the show in Journeys right now, they, they, they uh, uh, do have the Mega Evolve kind of came back into the story oh, alongside wow. as the V Max. Do you think something like that could? impact the game oh god if there's if there's a mega charizard v max (laughs) (laughs) just imagine the card like just just like you just have a jumbo card it's like you just play you you just yeah you just put the jumbo card down and you're like okay here's a ten thousand dollar card on the table you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, of i don't watch the show but with the day that was the mega dynamaxed did the mega no, dynamo? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, so okay. basically, because I've been watching it with my son, and uh, basically Karina came back and fought Ash in Mega Evolved her Lucario again uh, versus versus Ash, but that she uh, did not uh, have a V version of that as well. That would be kind of crazy. Ah, uh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> no, um, I don't think that's gonna change anything. Okay. I, I, that sounds like it's just the one of they brought an old character back. Um, well, I mean, she did so... come back to the to the TCG in the next set. Hmm. So that's another reason why I was kind of asking. But yeah, that's kind of like tinfoil hat kind of thing. Tinfoil, yeah, because they did the same thing. I saw the Sun and Moon anime, but they did the same thing with like a couple episodes. They brought uh, Brock and Misty and they Mm -hmm. mega evolved their Gyarados and uh, Brock evolved the mega evolved the Steelix he had in a battle. So I don't think it's going to change much, to be honest, on the TCG side. Very Mm -hmm. true. All right, well, uh, before we get into the, our main topic for today, then, uh, we're going to go take a small break and go right to the Whimsy Watch. Hello, it's time for another Whimsy Watch. It was another fun week. We had a new set drop, plus it's the end of the month, Players' Cup ended, a lot of Pokemon being played out there. So let's see what was worth watching. So like I said earlier, this is the first full week we had with Shining Fates being added to the meta. Now I know it didn't bring a lot of new cards to the tables, but it did add some interesting twists to what's out there. That's going to be my focus on this week's watch. A lot of players wanted to brandish their shiny new Rusted Sword this week. Pure Zashian builds were up with them taking just about 6% of the meta share. So this new item card didn't put Zashian straight into OP, OP territory just yet as Zashian only managed to hack and slash himself to about a 45% winning percentage. Another new fun addition was Crobat VMAX. It fit in at just about 3% of the meta share. This one makes use of the new VMAX Crobat as well as Altaria for a solid hit and run game plan. Neither of these, Zashian nor Crobat, finished higher than top 8, so no big bang starts, but they should be around in tournaments in the future. Now down a different avenue, some players decided the Amazing Rares were the route to go. I saw builds for Kyogre, Reshiram, but Evital was the most popular. His Auto Oko one hit KO was too tempting for players to try and make work. This wasn't crazy popular, but it was kind of neat to see. So Shining Fates added a few new wrinkles to the meta, but let's look at the top dogs this week. Eternatus finished with 17% of the meta share, Tempozard 11%, ADPZ at 10%, 
Senescorch at 9, and Picaram at 8%. The big news was the Tempizard rise to number 2 in the meta share, as well as taking a few tournament wins in the process. ADP also, also saw a rise in its share, probably off the hype of Rusted Sword, but did not see any crazy tournament wins. And, and Eternatus once again claimed this top spot and secured wins along the way, proving again it's a force to be reckoned with. Well, that's going to wrap up another week and another Whimsy Watch. So go ahead and find me on Twitter at Watch Whimsy, and I'll see you guys next week. Back to Nick and Jake. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jake, uh, you kind of wanted to talk about this with Sleepy here. And, you know, this is for a while now. We've had a couple weeks of this, and we really wanted to talk about, you know, your impression, Sleepy, of the Shiny Fates meta that we've seen here we know that uh, you know, certain cards like rusted uh, sword is now available but you know and how that has impacted the game but like what do you what do you how are you seeing the game being impacted with uh shiny fates and what have you been playing um with shiny fates um i don't think it changed the meta much to be honest um but right now it's making adp basically be insane Mm -hmm. um adp pikaram used to have a great matchup against uh adp um i think um depending on how you play the game i would say 60 40 if i felt like at least when i played pikaram against adp i felt like yeah. i was always winning that matchup typically um and it's but with rusty sword like that's just pikaram doesn't survive anymore with a big charm so that makes it a little bit rough um and you can still ko you can ko easily a me to mew and write you with without a big term so it makes that matchup a little bit harder yep. um so pikaram is i've noticed is going down to play a little bit um and luke metal too luke metal is like used to be i th i think it was a 50 50 with adp versus luke metal yeah um, more favored toward luke metal if you're able to get the full metal wall right after the altered creation turn um mm -hmm. but even then sometimes it was a rough matchup because luke metal has inconsistency issues sometimes so sometimes yeah. even then they could just come back metal salsa merch salsa um and just take out your two zashians two zashians or whatever right um so even that was an iffy matchup and then uh rusty sword just says okay you full metal wall your goggles don't do anything anymore um so that makes it rough and um but I am seeing the a lot of increase in fire. Like I think Blacephalon has been seeing insane amount of uh, the the tempos are Crescephalon, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Version and Center Scorch has been seeing a lot of play. And right now, that's why I'm kind of testing Inteleon a little bit because I'm seeing a lot of fire. Yeah. Um, I've also been messing with um Turbo Zashin. Um, Turbo Zashin, I've been mainly messing with a Cash's list that has the Rowlet, and that yeah. that's oh, in. Insane. I I I looked at it. And I was like, "This is a clunky mess. What is going on here? There's so much going on." But when you play it, it's it feels so clean. And just being able to um sword uh for two sixty, and then ha have the rally at any time ready to take a K uh, KO on a V Max if you need to. That goes to the bench. Yeah, is yeah. is great because you could just bird keeper. Then um Rowlet just goes in and snipes that the V Max that you just. You know what? You brought up a good point with Cash and his guys that like they all talk about in building decks like that. When mm -hmm. when he released that, 
it was insane. Like, you know, a lot of people were just like, what are you doing? Like they were, yeah, they had probably the same reaction that you and I had. And even mm. Jake, I think a little bit like, Rowlet? Like, you know, just, just kind of <laughs> like cash. Yeah. Are you just, are you going crazy? Cause you can't play Santa Scorch or something like that. But no, I mean like, <laughs> It, but like oh my god like the, then, it, yeah. Then, yeah as soon as you sit down and he play it you're like yeah okay i get the this. math works yeah and then like the for e-turn you fix the math with uh zig pings because yeah. you're hitting 320 <laughs> and then you just do zigs um to finish it off mm-hmm. um so it's insane and then the diddle v max is insane too because um it's not as I see it more powerful in real life situations where you don't know where your opponent is playing. Yeah. So you can freely, let's say you have Aegis Slash, they also play a Zamazenta. You can throw you can freely throw away the Zamazenta or the Aegis Slash. And then if you find out they're playing like um a Rowlet or a VMAX deck, you could just play the Ditto down and then transform into that. Yeah. And and even just the standard, like I've seen it where I've done plays where I know the Zashian active. I just swung with it and it's going to get killed. So I play down to Ditto. And so even if they boss up the Ditto, I still have the Zashian active. Yeah. Um, and it's full of energy. So either play, I can still have another Zashian. <laughs> and basically they kill the Zashian. I transform it to the Zashian and then quickly power it up again and then attacking again, like as if I never had, as the Zashian never died. Yeah. Right. So that, that has insane... Um, I, I just think it's insane that version. <laughs> yeah. I and actually I, I wanted I told Jake before the episode, I had to bring this up because I feel so bad we missed the Ditto V ability. That transformation, like we we I think I've I we both weren't really focused on it because we we were looking at the VMAX version more than anything. Yeah. yeah. But that transformation ability, like you said, be able to swap in a dead zashing all of a sudden and you know, or or you know, do what you need to do, get what you want. Mm-hmm. Like I seen the tricky gym version, the Azul version, uh Little Dark Fury. I like his too, but they all have like that variation in there where they're just like, oh look, you're facing playing Center Scorch, melodic. Oh, you killed the melodic, melodic, you know, <laughs> you know they just keep yeah. bringing it back. Yeah. And or, yeah, the or like, counter, I, the counter box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I and have, have a, a bunch of different Pokemon that have different weakness spreads. So depending on what you play, you just pull that card out. And I've seen okay. that kind of version where it's like, I, Oh, what's your weakness? I'm going to take that out. And that's what you're facing. <laughs> I, I will. I had one game. I threw memory capsule in mine just because I wanted to try it. And for, for good, <laughs> all right. And, and everything. Uh, but, uh, the, uh, so I, I was able to actually do some attaching one time, but I did, uh, <laughs> I did use a Dene uh, on my attack to static shock. Like I, I did the switch and then, like I used the Dene and I brought the Dene back and put it down, but my opponent put the Dene up front and I had a G max, a V max version of ditto out there. And I used the GX attack there too. And I picked up my entire Ditto who had like no health left, the VMAX, and pulled it back <laughs> into my hand. And my opponent was just like, oh no. And, and then I brought in the next Ditto with it. And then I pulled up whatever the counter was at the time. It was just, yeah. it is That's it insane. is so versatile. The, mm. And like, I just love it right now. Yeah. And it's my personal favorite deck. Like, you know, Jake, what have you been kind of playing? Um, I haven't really gotten a hold of many new cards um, or haven't had good pulls. So I've really just stuck with the the, the ADP Zashian with, with the Rusted Sword and just the Turbo uh, Zashian or Rusty Zashian, however you want to call it. And both are super good in, in, in to um, 
John's, you know, findings, the the ADP mirror match, uh, or I'm sorry, um, the Luke the Luke Middle match, uh, it's it's almost it feels almost like a auto win unless you like completely dead draw. Yeah. And then as far as like Pikaram, same thing. Like it went from like you said, and I would agree, like the 60-40, and I think it swung it even heavier onto the ADP side, um, where it's yeah. probably even more like 75-25. Um, yep. So, yeah, I do th- I do think the biggest thing, and there are other, you know, those those diddle decks that you're talking about, and even like Ramorant, uh, VMAX, and all those things. It, I remain to see the BC and how good they really are. Um, but with the rest of Sword, I think just the biggest thing is uh, Pikaram and, and Luke Metal are almost unplayable at mm. this point. I, w- I wouldn't say Pikaram is unplayable because I do I do see some people sinking into top eights with Pikaram. Yeah. It's Pikaram, it's Pikaram, it's mm-hmm. consistent, it's going to do it its is. thing. Um, but again, I think it's like, uh, I think those are the like top level players. Like, I don't think I'm a top level player personally can handle Pikaram in this meta. Like, maybe before this, but not not anymore. Well, you, you bring mm-hmm. up the top eights and stuff, and I know that the Chill series uh, conclude number two is done now yep. with a big win surprisingly from a decision so you know did you see that did you uh what, what, what's your thoughts on that um decision goons is honestly it's one of those decks where like i feel like it's always going to do well at the start of a meta um because people forget about it people are trying to test these new cards they're not worried about decision um so it's always going to do well in that kind of meta but once people start respecting it it's kind of dies uh, one of my friends actually, Ed of uh, Valencia, one of Heggies with, um, um, which back in a while ago mm-hmm. with Desi Goons. I think he 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 was the one who added umbrellas because oh, of me yeah, too yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I made a whole video about it and everything. Um, mm-hmm. but again, I think it's one of those things where it's just like it's it's are people respecting it? Um, I personally, yeah, I, it depends on the deck. Like if I can have add attack easily, I will. Yeah um like luke metal you can easily add attack so october's actually same thing with adp but like something like inteleon if i'm playing inteleon it's harder to add attack yeah so i just take the auto loss to it it's fine just what would you frost, be like you got a frost slap or something <laughs> what like suicune would be like the best tech you could put yeah, in there and that's, but not that's even... it's not good you have yeah, to go no, through no. six of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> your best bet with inteleon is to just Hopefully you set up faster than them, and you're just sniping the relics. Yeah, yeah, before they get to evolve, or you just you just keep denying the energy. I I have one. I I know mm-hmm. I have one a game, and I think Jake, you watched this one where I I just sniped off the energy, and my opponent uh, overdrew. Like they're like, oh great, you know, there's nothing yeah. they can do at that point. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I walled off a wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Awesome. Yeah, um, I mean that uh, you know. With when it comes to the Sijagoon, again, like you said, it, it's something that has to be respected. And I think a lot of people forgot about it. And, uh, you know, we've seen in the tournament data uh, that we've been analyzing and stuff that it was it was one of those things where the if they if it was respected, it basically split four and four in a round eight tournament. If it yep. wasn't respected, then it just skyrockets right past everything. Yeah, so. it skyrockets. And if it missed like Senti's uh, mm-hmm. and yep. Blacephalons, which I think that's what's keeping it in check right now. There's a lot of fire out there. Yeah. So that's not completely dominating because people, right. you know, ADP is strong. And then Turbozashi and we got Turbozashi out of this Shining Fates. So mm-hmm. people are playing out of fire. So it's kind of keeping that in check as well. So 
So one other question though, as far as, you know, seeing the success and actually um, the, the Sijigun's won in the finals against another Sijigun. So it really was, you know. Oh, was that the top two? Yeah. I didn't even yeah. see yeah. so it. Was wow. sprouting off and, and it, you know, it had a really good weekend uh, winning that mm -hmm. chill series. But um, since this chill series is so close to the, the Players' Cup three qualifiers, do you think that's going to um, heighten the top players' awareness to play those techs in, in there? And do you kind of see this kind of killing um, the Sijigun's chances going into PC3 qualifiers? Um, I'm not 100% sure. It's hard to do that just because if I were to play PC3, I would have played the Sijigun's. I think yeah. that's a very risky play. Um, yeah. So I don't think top – I don't even think top players would do that. Yeah. Um, as a top player, I don't think you're going to take a, a very risky play into uh, um, a, 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 a tournament like PC3. Mm -hmm. It's just way too risky unless, you're unless you really know that no one's going to play the text. And like you said, it's doing well, decently well. It's, it's, I always see it. If it doesn't win, it's top 16 or top 8. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I don't think people are going to play it for PC3, to be honest. Do you think honest. on the other side, though, the players that are not playing that list, do you think they are going to put the text in um, going into the Players' Cup 3 uh, uh, Phase 2? Um, I think they are if they can. Yeah. Like, I don't sure. I don't see why you wouldn't as ADPZ. Like, it doesn't affect your consistency of the deck. Mm -hmm. And even ADPZ doesn't even need to add the tech, technically, because if you play double Mawile, if you play those double Mawiles correctly – you could actually it, you could, it could swing that game in your favor because um and if you look at i think mellow's uh uh video on how to maul wow i think that could help you too so like, yeah. Just, I, yeah i don't think yeah even adp doesn't even need to play age slash so if it yeah. doesn't want to so and that's no, what I, I i think pc3 you're gonna see adpz everywhere to be honest I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was kind mm -hmm. of uh, because going into uh, you know the whole qualifiers, I was playing Pigrom. Um, I'm scared to play him right now. I tried doing uh, just a tournament yesterday, the, the the Pokemon Day tournament, and I played again, and, and it was limitless, so it was no ADP. But I went into two of the Turbo Zards, uh, Rusty Swords, and I was like, "Yep, uh, my day's over." I'm just like, well, <laughs> I lost the second. I'm like, "I scoop them. I'm done. <laughs> I've, had of, I've had enough of this sword already." <laughs> so yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm scared to play that deck, so I, I think I'm kind of leaning towards ADP, unfortunately, as much as I've hated that deck. I, I would boo you normally, but I can't. I can't. And yeah. like you guys both said, like, it's, it is so, it is literally, I think, hit the optimal version right now. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and yeah. which is, we thought it hit optimal, and then they previewed Rusted Sword, and we're like, never mind, here it comes, <laughs> here it comes, here it comes. And, and, yeah. and, and it's hitting like a truck right now, it's just, it's scary, it's one of those decks where even if you feel like, I'm, I'm running two, I'm running four tool scrappers, because I'm going to shut matter. down that sword, yeah, it doesn't matter, it, it hits you matter. on the turn, it plays yeah. it. <laughs> sword so, is an active tool, um, yeah. so like, mm -hmm. you, you can hold it and then play it, and then use it right away. It's it's not like goggles where like you play it and you hope your opponent doesn't have tool scrap. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Oh man. But awesome. Okay. So uh were there any other decks that you or you kind of seen in Shiny Face that you were a little surprised by in performance right now, or just kind of like uh you know No, again, like <laughs> I said, it's a lot of expected. Nothing Shiny Face doesn't really change much. Again, like mm -hmm. it it just made ADPZ, a deck that already had kind of like 50-50s across the board, 
right make some of those matchups now like 70 30 yeah yeah (laughs) so like (laughs) i don't know it's just insane yeah Yeah. for sure that i think that's for sure the biggest um the biggest card in the set yeah i I look forward to our whimsy watch monthly report Mm -hmm. uh for this month for march coming march and seeing how eternatus is impacted by it because typically not sure if you're aware sleepy typically eternus has always just been ahead on the win tournament wins yeah in, yeah. in the months so who knows this might mm. be what brings it down brings adp right above it i mean it's always yeah. been close it's adp's always been second so yeah actually one deck i do forget i've crobat has been doing decently well crobat vmax good point yeah that was I, insane i was not i i've always the concept of a hit and run deck isn't like new yeah. But I saw that card and I automatically thought this is poison uh Morpico and Morpico has done nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's insane. I guess we have more tools that hit and run and also that big HP just makes it a lot better. Yeah, right? it's tanky as heck. Um mm-hmm. as, so you're basically not gonna be one shotting it. Um yeah. even if you, you gust it. So you're gonna have to gust it twice to knock it out. Right. And, uh, uh, not even have you which versions have you seen played or have you played against any of the the uh, just the altarias um they play like okay. Altar- they they go into altarias or dolls when yeah, they right. attack uh, i that's played the main against version. Uh, i i played against one time against the glaring wheezing one i hated that deck so much uh, <laughs> really i have not seen that it, i don't see how that works that's yeah insane. because you rotate out and then they lose their abilities so they if they if they can't Dedene that turn, like that's that's what yeah. happened to me. Like, okay, I'm gonna play the Dedene this turn, and then oh okay. You're just sitting there, you're like mm. I didn't realize Weezing affected Dedene. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. just I guess it's, all abilities. I guess, all abilities if it's I guess it's yeah, I guess it's like power plant. You're right. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the same it, interaction as power plant. Typically doesn't play, you know, the Weezings, but uh mm. it, it is kind of a good option uh mm-hmm. to just kind of disrupt your opponent. So they can't quite set up to do what they want to do. Right, yeah, that makes right. sense. I mean, you're basically sacrificing your Galarian, but if it slows them down enough for yeah, a turn, like, yeah. that's, mm. that might be all you need for that Crobat because that might be you get the Altaria down and then yep. when you r- hit and run again, oh, you can't touch this. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, now they have the balls every turn and that's, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> that's harder said than done (laughs) harder done than said sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right well um with the shiny fates kind of you know to go through that and everything you know we have a new set coming out is it this month it's march well the pre-releases are coming out this weekend or coming up weekend after this recording so um Mm -hmm. i know a lot of stores are getting um their shipments in and you're going to start giving a giving out you know those pre-release kits and there are a few stores that are doing IRO um but uh for the most part everybody's gonna at least get a, a starter kit um yeah. from their LGSs yeah so what are you, what's your kind of uh viewpoint on what are you thinking about battle styles though well, first and foremost like... are you single strike or are you rapid strike oh yeah <laughs> Oof, that's that's um I think right now I'm rapid strike um, I'm more, I like decks with options. I don't really like, that's why I'm not a big fan of ADP myself. It, yeah. I feel like it's too linear and I'm not great with that. I hate having like just the one linear strategy kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think the rapid strike has just a lot more options that with what you can do. Um, single strike isn't, isn't so straightforward. It, it isn't, it's more straightforward, but 
it has its complexities and stuff like that because it's an efficient attack yeah. right, at the end of the day. Yeah. With the right. outrage scroll, I forget what it's called, the outrage scroll. Fury scroll. Yeah. Fury scroll. Oh yes. no, it gives you it gives you fury. Fury. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. people I think I think people are starting to realize that it's a lot stronger than it first came out. And mm-hmm. I, I I would expect Rapid Strike to see uh single strike to see more play than expected. Um aside from that, I think it's gonna change the meta because I think it, it might pull E-turn out of the meadow or see it downplay because yeah um they could play weakness guard but then billowing fan came out yeah right? yep yeah. <laughs> which is basically enhanced hammer yeah. um no coin flips needed no coin flips needed just a billowing hammer it goes away boom you're yep <laughs> for our listeners as a preview to around the board billowing fan is a big topic so yeah. you know it was a uh, we'll save that for the around the board talk um, uh, i want to say it was a good yeah. one I wouldn't say Picaram dies, but I, I'm not. I'm never the one to say that. Yeah, Picaram's uh, gonna find a way. <laughs> um, but it's just gonna make it harder because people are saying, "Yeah, you have me too." I'm like, but both of the Urshifu's have Tarachi GX to take away that weakness, so it's like yeah. not. But we'll see. Somebody will find a way to make Picaram work. It always does. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is the end. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I know. see. Ditto. Ditto. Well, <laughs> if Ditto could pull, honestly, if Ditto could pull up GXs too, yeah. there would be the ultimate. Like, yeah. just imagine you'd have Mewtwo and discarded, and you're like, "Cool, I'll pull up Mewtwo all of a sudden." Like, yeah. just <laughs> oh, it'd just be insane. Um, yeah. Yep. No, that's um, good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know, is there are there any uh, major cards that you'd like to see coming out of Battle Styles, or is there a card that you really didn't want to see come out of Battle Styles? Um, no, there isn't really a card I like to see. Um, I think the set over, I, there's not a specific card I'm looking forward to in general. Mm-hmm. I think the whole, I'm just excited for the set and changing the meta a little bit. I feel like we've been in this meta for the such longest time, especially with the delay of the set a little yeah. bit. Um, it's just, it's just, I'm ready for something new. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then rotation's not too far <clears throat> after that. Are you excited about uh, with the rotation there and sword and shield up only meta? Like, what are you looking forward to in that kind of in that field? I know that's looking far ahead, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just looking for like I just feel like there's gonna be a lot more viability in general. I think single pricers just looking at table mons events. Yeah. Like I think Cinderace was doing well, um, so I think decks like that are gonna be able to do well. Maybe. Uh, Maybe just a lot more Rillaboom decks could possibly do well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, grass decks in general. Uh, Welder's gone, so I think grass decks can come maybe more into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that. What else? What else? Um, no to Dene, so it slows it down. Yeah, no to Dene, so it's definitely going to slow down the game yeah, a lot, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but Krikertune, <laughs> yeah, Krikertune, you're drawing what, like, Three to four. It's up to four, or to you four, draw. Yeah. You draw yeah, max up to four if you're active. If you're on the bench, it's mm-hmm. up to three. So it's still not the draw power of a. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, and it's a, it's like so valid GX, right? It fills your hand up to four. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, again, like I, it's going to help, but it's not. Yeah, like I said, it's not to the level of the Dene, so it's definitely going to slow down the game. I feel. Okay. Maybe pull out hammers out of the middle finally. <laughs> Uh, I think so. I think hammers will go away after rotation. Mm. Not that they're rotating, but I think just with the options, um, <laughs> these decks aren't really worried about energy disruption because there's so many different uh, ways to get energy onto your Pokemon um, that you just didn't have um, yeah. currently. 
So, mm. and I don't know. Actually, now speaking of hammers, I f- it might go away with uh uh battle styles if single strike and rapid strike are good. Yeah, just because that double color is like if you knock off a the 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 right single uh, the rapid strike energy, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. They could just attach another one. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter as much. So maybe we might see a reduced play in Crush Hammer, which now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, there's artillery, there's a lot of options, even Hound Doom for single yep. strike that just everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more acceleration, um, which is kind of nice in a, yep. in a weird way. Um, you know, so plus Rose, there's always Rose, Jake. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Rose! I'm, I'm starting to come around in the Rose train. I, I think hey. there might be some viability coming up in the future. <laughs> <laughs> might um, be more viability after I, I can see rose being more viable after rotation too yeah, yeah I, I just i always bring it up because i like to bother jake because i played it pretty early on you <laughs> oh, played I it since it came out and it yeah, hasn't yeah i i used it right away and i would use rose tower and i loved it and then like and then i did it, too I, it, hey it won me it won a me game. A, a your Oops. game and that moved me to t- uh, final two. So I'll take it. I'll take all the credit I can for that. Hey, I got top 32 out of Hexers when you're running nice. Stone Stone Jenner VMAX. There we go. With uh, Sovali. Sovali. Uh, what was it? It was Sovali Rose. I ran two copies of Rose. Wow. Um, to row patches. I, I just read the meta. I, 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 I called the meta and it was like, there's going to be Eastern everywhere. And I hit yeah. I hit, and I was testing and I was finding when I was messing with the deck, like it can still compete with all other, the only deck it really lost to was ADP. And I was yeah. like, you know what? If I hit all ADP, whatever. <laughs> but I called it right. And I hit a lot of E-turns and with a lot of the other remaxes, as long as you can get it powered up and get the first hit, you're yeah. fine. Exactly. Um, and, awesome. v- and E-turn was just like, clap 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 um i made top 32 and i lost my last two games actually against adp my Aww. two losses because uh. it's in order to get that game going i you have to play a lot of support pokemon so that's yeah. just easy yeah. like the denes i was playing crobat so valley yeah. and yeah. aldino all on my bench so it's just wow. easy targets for adp yeah yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Props for, uh, the top uh would you say uh, 32 with that like yeah, no, that was like early COVID. That. Yeah, that was like early COVID. Yeah, but medical medicals like that are very impressive. So don't you know? Like I, just mad props for that because again, it's just it's amazing when we see something someone do that. Um, you mm. know, so that's impressive. It, you know, like you know, here here we go, and then let's ask that. You know, how do you how do you prepare for a tournament then? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and like you kind of review that kind of look looking into it. Do you try to do a major meta call like that often, or do you try to stick with, with what you like? Um, it depends on how I'm feeling. Like right now, mm-hmm. since the meta so stale, I'm kind of going more on meta calls. Uh, like mm-hmm. I'm meta calling right now that fire decks are going good, which is why I'm kind of starting with uh, Intellion. Nice. But if I don't have time, I'll typically go to like something I comfortable with um uh one two like decks that i've been very comfortable with are mainly pikaram luke metal those are my two fallbacks if i don't really know what i want to play or if i don't if maybe there's a week i haven't really been paying attention to the meta too much yeah um but there are some times where like i don't try and do meta calls <laughs> um yeah. because sometimes it's just you trying to do medical, you're psyching yourself out. Like I've done that so many times where was it? I, I think it was the last limitless quarter four. It, it um I I wanted to play uh what was it, ultimate Mewtwo? Mm-hmm. And it's only bad matchup was Blacephalon. So I overtech 
two couple finis and it killed me uh, <laughs> and i still i was like i still ended up losing the both stuff and i was like why did i do this i was like i yeah, went um, i went oh three and i was like i'm dropping i'm like i'm oh, working that's that's what rough. is going on so honestly making metal calls can still like kill you at the, um again it's it's all a, it's a risk like if you're making a metal call it's a risk um but again sometimes just consistency wins <laughs> to be honest yeah, for yeah. sure mm-hmm. consistency is the name of the game in pokemon yep <laughs> <laughs> all right well jake i i i out of questions now uh, yeah, how no, about you i think we're uh, that's basically all we got um i think we went over a lot of good topics here um i do want to thank you uh for coming on it was been awesome of you um do you have any shout outs or, or plugs that you want to want to have yeah uh no not uh i have shout outs just go check out my channel sleepy droopy on youtube i do a lot of uh deck profiles i do pack openings sometimes and uh i try i try to go on a level where i kind of explain to anybody who's new coming in mm-hmm. kind of like that my audience yep. is mainly new to mid-level kind of like my level yeah um so if you see me explaining things i like to the t i try to explain as much as possible my thought process mm-hmm. um if you guys are new to the uh, tcg i actually created a new video um that shows you kind of like two paths a free to play and a paid to uh uh non-free uh to play way yeah um and kind of guide awesome. you kind of like two paths that you can take to um play the game the way you want to and probably the most efficient way possible and also give you guys a bunch of like content creators that are i think are good so if you're new to the game go ahead and check that out um aside from that just also twitter um, it's droopy sleepy just because I messed it up when I was creating the account. <laughs> um, and also my TikTok sleepy underscore droopy. And I also have uh, Twitch. I'm not really on Twitch right now. I'm not really streaming, but if you want to go ahead, give me the follow sleepy droopy eight eight five. Nice. All right. And all, again, to all the listeners, all those uh, links will be in the show notes down below. Uh, so, you know, please check them out. And yeah, thank you again for joining <laughs> us. Uh, had a lot of fun talking the game with you so <laughs> thanks man i had a lot of fun too <laughs> yeah all right well that's gonna do it for us here at uh triple p and we'll see you guys next time see ya thank you again for listening to the triple p podcast you can follow us on twitter at pit pod you can join our facebook group and discord server to play and chat all things pokemon check out our youtube channel and we stream openings matches and events on twitch.tv slash pittsburgh pokemon podcast